All right, welcome to the Let's See Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. Today, we're going to talk all about the value of taking action. And I just was so excited to do this episode because I realized that action is probably one of our most, probably one of the best things that we can possibly do as job seekers and continuous action. And we'll talk a little bit about why that's important in a second. But first, I also wanted to let you know that, yes, the focus of this podcast is going to be on the job search, how you can use action taking for your job search to land your dream job. But it doesn't just apply to that. This can really apply to anything you're trying to do. Let's say you're trying to grow your business. Let's say you're just trying to improve your overall health. Let's say that you are trying to meet the right person in life. All of this has to do with setting goals and reaching those goals by taking continuous action. And I think the steps that I will talk about here in a little bit applies equally to all of these things. I just like to keep the focus on job search because this is the Career Warrior podcast. Just know that it applies to everything. I can't really wait to get into it. We'll keep this intro short and sweet so we can launch right into the meat of the material. And let's get right to it with our next episode of the Career Warrior podcast. Okay, so why is it so important as job seekers that we take action and not only that, but continuous action? Um, Just to cite a specific example, in January of this year, I had a lady come up to me and I offer resume consultations here in Austin, Texas, and she, you know, she was working hard on a resume and I asked her how much time she had been spending um, just working on a resume And she said she spent about 60 to 70 hours just focusing on that um, and spending some time on her LinkedIn profile and writing out and doing all this goal setting and pretty much everything but applying for jobs. I even asked her the question. I said, how many jobs have you applied to so far? And she said, none. And I asked her why. And she said, because I'm just trying to get all my ducks in a row first before I start applying for jobs. And I totally get it, and I have complete respect for people who are trying to get their ducks in a row. You want to put your best foot forward, but there is a time when it becomes a problem, a time when it becomes something that's holding you back in your life. I am the perfect example of someone who has messed up in this area as well. I would, there have been times where I've read a bunch of self improvement books, times when I've, you know, written down my goals and tried to put my best foot forward, but when it came down to it, I really did nothing to actually move myself forward. And this is exactly the type of thing that we're trying to prevent by getting this message across in this podcast. There is just no possible way that you can move forward unless you're taking continuous action. Things will not fall in your lap, no matter how frustrated you are, no matter how annoying it is that you don't have a job yet. From all of the success I've had in this short life so far has come from taking continuous action mixed with a reassessment of how that action is performing in relation to my goals. I am no guru. I'll tell you this a million times. I screw things up too. I have procrastinated, but this is really truly me bringing out the best of myself and traits and experiences of my past that have helped me and I know that they'll help you too. Okay, so the first step to action taking is setting your goals first. And I know, I just said not too long ago that don't just focus on your goals. Um, this is all about taking action. But let's be real. You need, the motiva- you need the motivation and you also need the clarity to know that you are taking the right type of action. So 
I'm not telling you to spend hours and hours or days and days just focused on your goals and nothing but your goals. The action is the most important, but it really is important to make sure that you have a vision for where you're trying to head. Um, Like I said, this is for motivation and also for clarity. The most important thing that I can tell you when it comes to setting your goals is to not make it outcome dependent, necessarily just outcome dependent. Please do get one growth factor, I call it in there. This is so you know that you are taking control of your life and you are improving in the long run. It's not just about these outcome dependent things. So for instance, what is something that's outcome dependent versus process oriented or outcome dependent versus growth oriented? Outcome dependent. I'm going to get a great project manager job versus process oriented. I'm going to improve my professional network so I can get a great support system here in Austin, Texas. Outcome dependent. I'm going to smash my sales quota this year versus process oriented. I'm going to learn how to become the most empathetic version of myself so that I can truly learn to serve others. Outcome dependent. I'm going to get my dream spouse versus process oriented. I'm going to learn how to become the most confident, radiant version of myself who is great at interpersonal relationships. You see, the difference between one and the other is that the outcome-dependent goals are dependent on the world, and you can still get screwed even if you're doing all the right things and growing. You may be doing all the right things for months and months and still may not get your dream job, or you may end up getting that job and it ends up being a complete letdown, but... If you still learn how to become the most empathetic version of yourself or how to improve your network so that it helps you in the long run, you're never going to lose. You're just not going to lose. And that's the important thing. Make sure to set your goals and make sure to get the outcome-dependent things like, I do want to get my dream project manager job, but at the same time, write a goal right underneath that that is reliant on you improving and reliant on the process. Because that, to me, is so much more important, and that's how you prevent yourself from getting discouraged and burned out. And additionally, (laughs) when you get your dream job, truthfully, the glory and excitement from that will fade away. I've had my dream job for years now. The honeymoon stages of me having Let's See Grandma and this amazing business and resume services are technically over for me. But every single day, I do focus on improving my personal network and improving the way that I run business And it's become much more fulfilling for me in these last five years. One option may fade away, but the other won't. Option one may make you feel better temporarily, but option two will lead to better long-term fulfillment. Okay, so let's say you have your goals. This is good. Don't spend too much time on it. Spend, I don't know, spend an entire afternoon and then come back to your goals. But just focus first on getting this out on a piece of paper or document, whatever it is. The second thing I want you to do is create your action plan. This is a really important, really important step that I think gets lost from a lot of self-improvement gurus out there and a lot of podcasts. A lot of it is focused on the principles of things, but it doesn't orient you towards action. What do you think is going to work for you? So I recommend a lot of people search your heart first before looking online to see what strategies technically work. Um, I'll give you a specific example. So let's say that I'm trying to get better at my health and fitness. Let's say I'm just trying to burn a bunch of fat and trying to get completely ripped and in really good shape. Studies show online that high-intensity interval training is one of the best ways to burn fat along with resistance training. 
Now, let's say I do not, let's say I freaking hate doing both of those things. Let's say I go to the gym and it just makes me feel, uh, I don't know, just bad. It's just not fun for me. And let's say conversely, I love going on the bicycle. I love going and um, just biking every single day and spending time in nature. Well, according to the research, it wouldn't make sense for me to go on the bike compared to high-intensity interval training. However, I know that I'm much more likely to get there to my goal if I love what I'm doing and if I'm consistent with what I'm doing and don't just spend some time on this really quick crash diet or spending just one week going gung-ho on high-intensity interval training Whereas I know I could spend the time biking every single day because I love it so much. This was a principle that Shay Boland brought up in our in our podcast earlier, the principle of consistency and longevity being a much more valued principle than just following what the quote unquote right thing is to do. And this is because, you know, you're going to stick with the program, you know, you're going to make it work. And this is how change happens is consistency. So. What I recommend for everyone is just to just really follow your heart and ask yourself, what do you think is going to sustain you? What do you think is going to be the thing that you are going to do consistently that you'll have fun with and that you'll just at least enjoy? So for the job search, that might translate to someone who really does enjoy spending time with people may want to consider attending more networking events to land their dream job or meeting with people with informational interviews rather than just sitting behind a computer online because that's just how it is convenient here in this day and age. Take action and do what feels right for you, at least in the beginning, and then you can go back and change your game plan. Okay, so let's get actionable and talk about how to make your action plan actionable, literally. That's that's what we're talking about here. And I recommend using the invasive power of technology to get that into your life and to literally create your action plan. So what that means is if your eyeballs are always on your calendar, your Gmail calendar, get recurring calendar events on a weekly basis so you know it's time for you to take action. I do this in every area of my life. I do this for my business, of course, but I also do this for social aspects of my life and things like gym time. So what that might look like for you is taking a Sunday to create your action plan and sit down in front of your calendar and literally mastermind your life and choose what days you're going to apply for jobs, choose what day you're going to start reaching out to people for informational interviews, choose what events you're going to attend on a weekly basis, Um, set a quota for yourself within every single one of those action steps. So If you are going to make it a priority for you to start setting up informational interviews, ask yourself, how many informational interviews am I going to set up per week? If you're going to make it a goal for you to attend events per week that are within your industry, how many of those specific events are you going to set up for the week? And get very specific. I cannot emphasize this enough because this is what is going to actually get your brain to want to do these things. And you're not going to kid yourself when you say, Oh, yeah, I I set up informational interviews. I applied for jobs. When you look back in your actual schedule and you actually only applied for three jobs. So I recommend getting specific with the number and making sure that the actual action works for you. I recommend an app called Counter. I use this on my iPhone. And for instance, quite recently, I decided for myself that I wanted to get more social and stop focusing so much on work. So I wanted to go out and meet more people. So what I did is I created an action plan 
on my calendar that said I'm going to attend one social event per week and I'm going to reach out and start conversations with seven new strangers per week. So I actually, if I if this was a YouTube video, I can show you guys so much better. But so I have the counter app on my iPhone right now and you can put the number of things that you want to count and literally every single time that I'll attend an event or have a conversation with a stranger, I will hit that button and the number will go one higher and I'll feel like I'm making progress. It is awesome. So count anything that you do want to take action for and make sure to stick to that plan. It's really important. Okay. So by this point, you've set your goals. You're all excited and you have the clarity on where you want to head in life. Step two, you've created your action plan and you're just, um, you have a good plan that you think is going to work for you how you're going to achieve those goals. Step three, and this is the most important step. What do you think I'm going to say? Yes, take action. This is this is by far the most important thing that you can do. Even if you skip the first two steps and you do, do this step right now, I uh, wouldn't really recommend it because you're not going to make that much progress, I don't think, if you don't have a game plan. But <laughs> this is the most important thing you can do. Don't just stop at steps one and two. That's really, really weak, and you're not going to actually get the job done. A really good thing that put this in perspective for me was a book that I read earlier this year. It's The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And within this book, the author Mark Manson talks about the concept of ready, fire, aim. Of course, we've heard the saying ready, aim, fire a million times. The point of this is many people spend way too much time aiming and aiming and aiming, and they never fire because they're afraid that it's not going to be perfect. The concept behind ready, fire, aim is get ready. Yes, so you're creating your action plan, you're creating your goals, and making sure you fire without being too perfect. You take action as soon as you think you have a half-decent, half-baked plan. And then step three is to aim. So after you realize that you're not, you don't have the perfect action plan, which who is going to have the perfect action plan when they're starting right off, you recalibrate and come up with a better game plan that is going to get you closer to your goals. So you're taking action, you're stopping, and you're reassessing whether or not something worked, and you're aiming again just so you can get ready to fire. This is hugely important, and to be honest, this was a big thing for me that did help me start to achieve my goals quicker because me, Chris Villanueva, I'm a procrastinator. I'm a perfectionist and a procrastinator. Um, it's not like I'm perfect even. I, I make a crap ton of mistakes, but ironically, I'm a perfectionist because I just think in my brain that, oh, I have to get everything perfect. But this was one thing that really helped me big time is making sure that I took action and then I recalibrated um, and I knew it didn't have to be perfect. Set your plan and take action. And for that first month of consistent action, don't deviate from your plan. So let's say you attend that first networking event and you literally meet no one, like everyone sucks or you sucked. <laughs> you just like, you just didn't meet a single person during the entire event. I would recommend sticking with your action plan and finding another event to attend next week because there's probably a good chance that you're still warming up and you're still learning how to become better at attending networking events. And part of it is just the fact that you're, you're not always going to meet someone every single event and things aren't always going to go your way. So I recommend taking consistent action and not deviating for at least another month of trying this out. So hit those action-based quotas every single time just to see what happens. Two more tips I have for taking action. 
The first tip is to find a support system, find some accountability, because this can really, really take things up to the next level to make sure you actually are taking action and doing things. Find your tribe, okay? Find the people that are also trying to achieve the same exact goals as you. People who share common goals, this can make a huge difference because not only is it more fun, but you just, you're going to have a lot more encouragement and a lot more motivation to carry on because you'll be able to talk with other people who are going through the same things as you. This is something that um, me having at Let's See Grandma has been able to propel me forward. Um, as you all know, I spent a lot of time you know, doing this business by myself and helping to build it up. But it wasn't until I started to build my tribe of other entrepreneurs who shared the same goal. Uh, my brother, for instance, my co-founder, that we were able to take business up to the next level so much quicker. And I mean reach you know, 200, 3% growth, 300% growth year over year because I had someone to hold me accountable and to help me just feel better every single day as I was trying to achieve this really tough goal. Okay, second tip is to find your reset button and reassess button. I already kind of mentioned this earlier. This is where you've already taken the action. You're, you should be damn proud of yourself, by the way, for taking the action for something that's difficult. And you reassess after a month or two whether or not your action plan is working. So ask yourself the question, are you burning out or is this too much? So, for instance, if you made it a goal for you, you made it a goal for you to attend two, two networking events per week and you find yourself completely drained by the end of the week because you have so much other stuff. Maybe it's time for you to dial down and just attend one networking event per week because that could work. Are you not getting anywhere? That's another good question to ask yourself. Or are you focusing on the wrong thing? And you'll know fairly quickly whether or not the things you're doing are yielding results because you will have actually been doing them yourself and not reading some book online or reading some forum post online about someone who tried it and it didn't work or it did work. So do these things yourself. Try them out. And then be, be at peace knowing that you can always go back and change your action plan and make it work for you. All right. All right. Very good. Very good. A note on setbacks, discouragement, and lack of results. Like I said earlier, I know it's really tough. Sometimes it, it is tough to land your dream job or to go out and find the right person or to go out and build that dream body. But I can't emphasize this enough. There is no failing if you focus on the self-improvement aspect. Am I growing from this? Am I becoming a more well-organized person? Am I becoming a healthier individual? Am I becoming better at relationships? There is no losing. Like, screw it if you don't get your dream job within a month or two or a year or ever. It doesn't matter as long as you are growing because that growth will yield other results that will take care of you in life. It's just going to work out that way. And this is something that I've had to remind myself over and over again. This is something that I still have to remind myself over and over again uh, because life is tough, you know, especially if you set high expectations for yourself. All right, final step. And this is something to do, I don't know, at the end of your action, maybe at the end of the day, every single day. This step is to realize that you're never going to be fully satisfied alone just by achieving these steps. And this is the irony behind this entire podcast episode, right? It's the fact that I'm telling you guys, I, I want you to achieve your goals. I want you to smash them you know, out of the ballpark. And um, this is really what I'm here for, to help you guys to do that. 
But it's also to realize that when you achieve these goals, they're not going to make you freaking happy. They're just not. You'll be, you'll be really elated in the very beginning, but on a deep core level, they're not going to make you happy. So stop obsessing over the outcome alone and look at the bigger picture. And I've already alluded to some of this with the whole self-improvement, self-growth you know, growth aspect and, and looking at that, but find peace with yourself because not only is it going to make it a lot better for you and a lot easier for you to achieve your goals because you're not freaking out over the minutia and why did I get rejected and why does, why does the job search suck? Um, that's going to be easier for you and you're just going to be a more around healthier and happier person. And I'm talking from experience from someone who has really high expectations for myself and um, someone who always tries to achieve goals and someone who always takes action. But I feel like the time... The times when I have, I've personally been able to to be healthier and live a happier life is when I've been able to find my inner peace through things like focusing on my health, focusing on things like meditation, focusing on prayer, spirituality, going to church, all that kind of stuff. I've been able to find inner peace and stop obsessing over those results. There was a Tim Ferriss video that I watched earlier, and it was it was him talking about why he meditated and why he loved to meditate. And um, somebody asked him, they said, um, hey, Tim, isn't, you know, the fact that I meditate every single day, isn't that going to make me lose my edge? You know, isn't that going to make me lose my edge? And his response was genius. He said, um, I don't really know about losing your edge, but I can see what you're talking about. But if you're meditating and if you're at true peace, it's not really going to matter if you're 10% less effective or 10% get 10% less action done. Um, it's going to be just so much easier for you to live a fulfilling and happy life if you're more at peace with yourself, if you're just happy, you know? Um, and I think a lot of that comes from things, like I said, like meditation, spirituality, but also just, just to get more, even more practical, I don't know, is just eating well and sleeping well and being happy and going out and giving yourself permission to have beer with a friend who you love and enjoy um, their company. Uh, I think that stuff can't be stated enough. And I, I think I would be leading all of you astray if I said it's all about taking action, all about achieving your goals and didn't mention this piece. I just think it's so important. Above all else, be happy, be fulfilled and, and um, just be more at peace. So these are the four steps here. I want you all to achieve your goals, but I also want you to be happy um, in order to do that, you need to, number one, set those goals, get yourself excited, motivated for you to land that dream job, find the person of your dreams, get your dream job, get your dream body, whatever it is. And number two, come up with an action plan that you think is going to work for you and something that you know you will be able to do over a long period of time. Number three is to take action, ready, fire, aim, and make sure to recalibrate after a month or two of consistent action taking. And step number four is to constantly, and I mean every single day, like seriously, especially if you're type A like me, every single day, find time to make peace with yourself and just to be happy and ironically just completely content with where you're at right now because that will make you an overall better person and you'll, you'll realize that life just isn't about achieving and moving up the ladder. Okay, so this concludes our episode of the Career Warrior podcast here. 
my action steps for you. This is an action-oriented episode. Number one, come up with your action plan and make sure it's as actionable as possible. If you do anything from this podcast, make sure it's that and then take the actual action and take the action with long-term consistency. Few other podcast episode recommendations. If any of this stuff or content spoke to you, we had an episode over about rejection therapy. It's a concept of looking rejection in the face and just literally going out and finding rejections. Um, and this is one of the best tools I have to remove fear and to remove those inner blocks that stop you from taking bold action. Uh, we have an episode with Clara Chorley, which was fantastic. I think that was our 31st episode. I would check it out to talk about stopping yourself from uh, limiting yourself from transition. We had a procrastination episode uh, earlier to talk about ways to smash procrastination. And one of our earlier episodes, I think it's episode 15, is about the concept of getting rejected. And it's really cool. We go through the, a list of people who dealt with a lot of rejection. So JK Rowling, etc. People who dealt with their own version of adversity. And for me, that was really inspiring to look at all of their stories and to, uh, to look at rejection as just not that big of a deal um, and something to get over. So those are some good episode recommendations that I'd, I'd recommend for all of you. But otherwise, that concludes this episode of the Career Warrior Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I'll see you next time. And for more on your job search, make sure to check out letseatgrandma.com. That's where you can find our blog, where we post the podcast show notes and so many more articles that will help you in your job search. You can also check out our resume services if you are interested in getting your resume professionally reworked. And please make sure to show us some love by jumping onto iTunes and leaving us a rating. The support from my fellow warriors will show the world how great this podcast is and help other people in their job search. Pay it forward. Thanks, guys, for being true warriors, and thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next week.